0: Welcome to the Spectrum of Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Anna Fornishon. She's a dear friend and colleague, and we're going to be talking about experiencing healing as a neutral witness.
1: Welcome, Anna, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. It's uh, wonderful to be with you.
0: Well, our paths crossed, I think a mutual friend introduced us a few years ago, and you Came into my life at you know the perfect time, of course, and we've maintained such a dear friendship. And you also continue to support me in my journey through life, and you've been very influential. Um, And I wanted to share. I've, I've shared your work with patients, and I I'm really interested these days to share people. Not only you know I I do all the nitty gritty in the physical world, but I believe you know we're ultimately here. As spiritual beings living a human experience and i think the more tools that we have to navigate life especially you know we don't really think of these things when life is going good but you know when we're faced with an illness or a divorce or a breaking down of something that we thought to be true that's where we really really you know look for answers and guidance you know to get through these these experiences so You've been that for me and I I wanted to share your work and you know share your viewpoint of life through this podcast. So I'm excited to have you.
1: Absolutely. Me too. Thanks very much.
0: Yeah, well, great. So Anna, let's just share a little bit about your background. You know, you do a combination of things when you work with me. You've, you know, a gifted energy healer. You do Reiki with the crystals. You've done combo with me. So just You're very multifaceted, so I just want to hear a little bit about your journey and how you got into this work.
1: Uh, Thank you. To start with, I guess I've always been multifaceted, if you like, (laughs) and had a lot of interests in life. And I came from a background of having traveled a lot with my family when I was very young, all through my childhood and into my early teens. And this gave me a really broad perspective on what's possible with life and a lot of multicultural experiences and being able to observe from the outside different cultures, different people, different kinds of behaviors, lots of different types of art and creativity. And yeah, that just kind of led me to being curious about life in general, and loving diversity amongst people. And really, I think just because of the nature of who I am, uh, for instance, I'm known as a world bridger in the Mayan uh, set of information. And I really do feel like that's one of my main purposes in life is to bridge communication between different types of people, even different species. Let's we'll <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> um, and that could be worldly species or otherworldly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. yeah. No, I, I didn't know that about you, that you traveled so much as a as a child. And that makes so much sense. And it's so interesting, right? How our life is always preparing and guiding us for the, you know, the life we're living and continue to evolve into. And so How did you cultivate this interest to really support people on the healing journey that you have? You know, really, again, as we said, multifaceted or multidimensional. We'll add to. (laughs) Um, So yeah, how did you?
1: How did you dive into that? Well, you know, I think it started with my own dilemma of my own health and uh, my own challenges in life, where I was. I was I was living in London I'm originally from England and I was living in London and I just was extremely unhappy and I was very I was very in touch with communication of m- myself and nature but I found it quite difficult to be able to communicate fully and and easily with other people and I found myself being very lonely London's not a very easy place to feel lonely Mm -hmm. and I was also doing things at that time that were not something that really filled my heart and my soul. I had ended up through choice different choices that I'd made ended up in doing computer networking of all things Mm -hmm. and I got an opportunity to do a volunteer project in Mexico. And so I saved up money and I did a skydive and collected a bunch of money to be able to travel there and uh, get my ticket and insurance and a place to stay. And there was a an organization called Outreach International that I uh, came across through the recommendation of my stepmother, uh, Carol Fornishon, and she told me about this and I was like, OK, I'm going to go and do it. And basically it was a volunteer project with an indigenous tribe called the Wicholes or Wicholes. And they are in Mexico and they're pretty nomadic, but they do have specific places where like homesteads and some villages that they live in. And the, the volunteer project that I was doing with them was a spinning and a weaving project. And um, I was just absolutely fascinated by these people. they, they really knew how to be themselves and they were like mini universes unto themselves and they were part of a collective and they're very shy and quiet people most of them and uh very connected to the spirits of nature and were also very connected to ceremony and so i just started to kind of observe them and be be interested in in their 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 way of being and i also at that time i decided that i was going to stay in mexico and i actually lived in mexico for 12 years oh, wow. and during that time i uh, once i had finished the volunteer project i started to work there and one of my jobs was going to guadalajara on a cessna playing with tourists and we landed in Guadalajara on the strip just outside Guadalajara and the runway was covered in opals and I started to get this fascination with stones and so I started to collect the stones and I started to collect other types of crystals but I didn't really know why and it wasn't until I went home to see my sister for a vacation And I ended up in a spiritual shop and I bought, I spent all my money on crystals and (laughs) left the shop thinking, what am I doing? I am crazy, I think. Uh, I'm not really sure what's happening. And that was just the beginning of the crystals starting to teach me how to be with them. And Mm. through different meetings with uh, different uh, shamans, female shamans, I learned how to be with the crystals more in depth. I did meditations, and I uh, became interested in journeying with plant medicines, and I also became attuned into the Sui Reiki uh, to begin with. That was way back in around 2003. I became a Reiki master in 2005, and then I started to work uh, with the crystals and and the Reiki together combined Mm -hmm. um, to do healing work with people, and that was in Mexico. And then Long, long time later, when I actually was here in the States, my teacher, Jason Kryzak in Grants Pass, taught me the the Gendai Reiki way, which is a different lineage from the the Western Asui Reiki. Um, It is connected and is a part of that, but there's connection to the original Reiki experiences and uh, exercises from when Makao was teaching um, originally in Japan, uh, when Reiki came into being, uh, as as being connected through organi- uh, an organization called the Usui Reiki Ryoho. And so I just have learned uh, a lot of the things that I've learned have been through experience with doing the healing work with others, and then just being able to navigate my own healing and observance of the etheric realms. And that's that's mainly the crystals and the Reiki. And then there's all sorts of other things that I do as well. One of them most recently has been with going to Peru to the Amazon and learning how to be practitioner of the combo, which is a frog venom. A medicine, which is a purgative. Um, Mm -hmm. So I utilize that with people who are looking for deep healing for their um, physical beings and also for their emotional, their mental um, space and transformation and also spiritual connection as well. I want to
0: circle back to the crystals and the Reiki in a moment, Anna, but I I wanted to share, you know, my experience with the combo and I was at a place in my own life where, you know, many of you know, I I was in a really stressful time, you know, 2020, we had the collective stress of the experience we were going through, I had to start a new practice, I'm a mom of a young kid, and, you know, I was going through a lawsuit, and I was really, you know, curious, I've always been curious in the realm of the spiritual, and I... You know, get stuck in life, or I have something going on in my body. I always, you know, turn to people like um, Anna in my life to give me insight and support and get an alignment so I can move through it. And so, you know, the energy was just really thick and tough and sticky. And so, Anna suggested that I try combo, and I was like, okay, if this comes easily and if it's easy for me to do, I'll do it. And Anna lives in Oregon. She was able to meet me on Woodby Island. And we had the this experience. And my experience was really profound in that, you know, yes, we have this purgative kind of quality, you know, of course, to it. However, in my experience, and I'd love to continue to hear yours, Anna, is that I felt like it allowed me to Really see some things that were unseen in my world, in my life, and that mm-hmm. you know was kind of really a month later, maybe six weeks later, I found out I had the pituitary tumor that I've shared with mm-hmm. with people. And I feel like you know this uh, this was a very you know important thing to discover. And you know I had signs and symptoms and things that I should have been paying attention to, but I was blinded to because of the stress I was under, and so the the combo really, and of course, Anna's work allowed me to see this really big thing that I needed to deal with and to move through that experience. Um, and it was by my side, you know, going through that experience and going through it smoothly. And so, yeah, I've experienced, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, you know, at all, you know, <laughs> that, you know that, but it was, I could feel, you know, I could see how it's an ally to purge and to shift energy and to continue to, you know, really explore, you know, what are things that are um hidden or need that come up to the surface, you know, and feel free to your yeah. my on my experience or what you see with people or how you feel that's appropriate. You know, because it's again, it's not something you do every weekend. It's something that you really, you know, care for.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll be happy to share information regarding that. With the combo, what I've noticed is Uh, Well, first of all, uh, just a little bit about uh, the frogs that the medicine is collected from because uh, they are incredible beings and they're very zen-like. They have these huge silver saucer-like eyes and they uh, live in the trees. They are called the giant waxy uh, tree frog. And the way that the medicine is gathered is they're actually, the people who are gathering it shimmy up uh, trees uh, with poles. They'll hold the poles out onto other trees while they're calling for the frogs and the frogs will just place themselves on the long poles that they're using and then they just bring them down. And when I was in the forest and we were, Collecting the frogs to be able to take the sticky substance from their skin. It's like an excretion that comes from their skin when they're slightly agitated, and uh, they they just jumped onto the stick and and they just sat there. They didn't try and run away or do anything. It was quite amazing. Wow. Anyway, the the Matses tribe that I studied under utilize the combo medicine themselves. They uh will actually use the combo for helping them hunt. Um, they use it for clarity of perception and connection to the natural elements uh in, beyond the physical. Um, they actually believe that the animals that they're hunting are know that they're going to be hunted and killed, and that they get like a connection with the animals as they're getting, clearing their perception with the combo. And they also utilize something called Nunu, which is a green tobacco, which is blown up the nose. And the combination of the the combo and the Nunu together help them to be able to have successful hunts. They also use it for what they call ojo, which is basically like saying, bad eye and that is to do with you know anything from illness or sickness that could be brought on from jealousy or envy or you know magic that's kind of moved to the darker side Uh, anything that could be considered that of that ilk can help be helped and cleared with the use of the combo. Um, uh, They also use it for good luck and for finding a relationship, like a partner as well. And what I've noticed in my own experience with the combo, it's actually one of my most favored medicines of all time because it really, really helped me to get beyond very challenging blockages with my own connections to myself, um, like my beliefs around myself, how I was operating in life, um, my connections in relationships, intimate relationships, and other relationships that uh, I was having troubles with. It has helped me immensely with different physical ailments that I've had as well. There are certain things that, you know, are a little bit more challenging to help with, and it's always a case by case basis. One of the things that my teacher taught me, which I really, really appreciated, is that when I when I show up to do a combo ceremony with someone and and they're purging, that each time that person shows up with me, it's as if they're we're having a first experience like because every time can be different the symptoms that you get or or the the ways that you purge can be different um depending on what a person's intention focus or prayer is at the beginning will have an effect on how the combo session goes the potency of the medicine because each frog's medicine is different. So some frogs' medicine will be stronger than others, mm-hmm. and and they'll have like different subtle quality differences to to it. And you know, and how the person shows up for themselves too. But, you know, if there's a lot of fear in the way, that can create certain challenges or that maybe the person won't go as deeply as they could do, or maybe the opposite. You know, it's just, it's so completely dependent on the moment and being present. And so I really love this medicine because of that. I think often in society these days, we spend a lot of time out of presence We are taken to places, you know, with technology where it's very easy to just be out of presence most of the time. And so, being able to be with this kind of medicine and even the medicine of the crystals and the Reiki and any other kind of healing modalities that I work with, being able to be present and being able to witness oneself in a neutral way will help a person to be able to be present Mm. and will help the challenges of what's blocking them to be able to be alleviated and lightened. The connection that we have with the things that blocks us, I often feel is because we have an attachment for outcome, like an attachment to something being one way or another way. And we have emotions that are connected to that, right? So, you know, those, those kinds of things have an effect on how quickly or slowly we're able to move through and navigate and transform things or even just witness something transforming because often I feel it's not from doing, it's from not doing and being present and witnessing that actually things change. Because when we're, when we're connected to spirit in that way, we are something way bigger than ourselves. We're, we are part of a a collective consciousness that is, has huge potential and can be healing in a, a variety of ways, in a variety of directions, past, present, future, all directions of, you know, like, South, West, North, East, Earth, Sky, Heart. You know, all of those are connection points that we can we can witness information in the present moment and either bring it towards us or let go of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: I feel like the combo is a really powerful way to help us to be able to to let go of those things that are really causing us big struggles and hurdles because it's we have to let go of control yeah
0: yeah yeah I know that's beautiful and yeah I definitely felt that experience and you know you created such a safe container and a beautiful space to experience what I needed to experience and I remember feeling like so almost like this clarity or this kind of energy just kind of completely shifted out of my crown and it was like a it was a physical sensation as well as a you know kind of a third eye sensation at the same time and so that was really really powerful and I I love how you shared how they you know the tribe does that right to connect and to have this level of perception and to be so in tune with nature and the interconnection of life you know so I feel like we you know life is just this Really fascinating and again, multi dimensional experiences. And we have these sacred tools that, if we you know connect with and we observe and we you know resonate with, they can allow us to continue to unwind, as you said, the this you know, this past, present, and future dynamics. You know, I wanted to say trauma, but it can be so many things, you know, and yes, this, and yes, yeah. you know, so no, it, it's a really powerful and potent tool. And I encourage you to only work with somebody as dedicated and who has studied this to the depth and level of experience that Anna has. So you have that support and have that container to go through what you need to go through.
1: Yeah, it is very important to, to work with someone who's proficient in this, especially with this meth- medicine, because there are certain parameters around it that that can affect your health, like for instance, because of the way the medicine works in the in the body, there are times when the blood pressure is 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 raised quite dramatically, and other times when it it drops dramatically so for instance, someone who has really high blood pressure or someone who has really low blood pressure, it's not a good idea to do combo because of that and also i would I would say that you know with regards to things like autoimmune diseases i've talked about this with my teacher quite a bit and he has you know he has seen sometimes that there has been ways that people can be helped and other times not so and it's just you know it it's dependent on the individual like i was saying you know and so it, it's it's important to be able to work with someone that knows what they're doing and, and is able to navigate the the healing that happens in a safe way. You know, I think with any kind of potent medicine, it's extremely important to be working with someone who's able to not just hold space, but be able to neutrally work with, with a person and uh, as much as possible, not have their own traumas, uh, come up for review at the same time as as yes. what's happening for the person who's being uh, going through the healing transformation.
0: Yeah, and I know that you are devoted, right, to creating that presence and within yourself. And I think that's really beautiful. And I'd love to go back to the Reiki and the crystals because that's been a yeah, really of course, impact, impactful experience mm-hmm. for my own. and so. I think these could be some new ideas for people. I mean, my community is pretty open, but, you know, again, people might've heard of Reiki, but you shared like these, there are these two lineages of Reiki and then did a Reiki class when I was young. And I remember this, like this idea of being attuned to this energy. And so Mm -hmm. uh, you share, you know, what, you know, Reiki really is and how it connects you to this healing
1: capacity. basically the way that I understand it Mm -hmm. is that Reiki is life force energy. So Mm -hmm. what do I mean by life force energy? It can also be known as Qi. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the Chinese system, it's often referred that way. There are many different names for energy that's coming from creation or or natural forms of of connecting to spirit energy you know reiki is in is in everything just as chi is just as life force energy is so it's in the sun it's in it's in the water it's in the trees it's in our beating hearts it's a part of us being natural and a part of of the of of earth and of, of this cosmos and it's it's kind of tricky sometimes to be able to describe it because you're trying to just des- i'm trying to describe to you something that's indescribable that's not in the f- not really seen with the naked eye we ha- might sense things through other other forms of of witnessing, not just with the naked eye, you might feel something like be, you know, I don't know how much your clients or the practitioners that are listening, have been involved in experiencing something that they couldn't, they couldn't describe what it was, but they felt something or they sensed something outside Mm -hmm. themselves that may have been touching them and on the inside or moving them in a certain way or helping them to understand something moving their their hearts or shifting their 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 awareness in some way that is that is a connection to you know in my estimation that's a connection to this life force energy the life force energy as reiki is very harmonizing and balancing it is very healing it has aspects of love involved in in the movement and the and the fluidity of receiving that life force energy it has light frequencies that are a part of it often people who are receiving reiki will say that they see colors they may see you know see bands of color or they may see kind of in in waves or they might actually see even visual things with their with their eyes closed all of this is is just expression. It's like an expression of life force energy moving from one place to another place or being, being, existing. Mm-hmm. And we can tap into this if we're able to quieten the mind and slow down. Mm-hmm. And so with regards to, you know, how we can do that, there's all sorts of different ways that one can receive Reiki, you know, first of all as as someone receiving from another person who has been attuned. So for instance, and what attunement means is basically having your system opened up to the channel of that life force energy. It's like having a door and putting a key in the lock and turning the key and then opening the door. My teacher Jason once gave an incredible explanation of the the receiving and experiencing of the Reiki and he's, he said imagine you're in a room and the windows of the room are open and outside the room, outside the house is a meadow and there's flowers in the meadow and on the breeze of the wind the scent of the flowers comes in through the windows to you and you experience the smell of the flowers mm. and and it lifts you or it changes your mm. the way you're feeling and that to me was like an amazing way to describe the subtleties of how Reiki can be so powerful
0: mm. at the same
1: time mm. and i've or I've never forgotten that and and I'll use that often as a way to describe to people what's actually happening when they are experiencing the Reiki, Like often people will come to me and they'll be agitated. They'll be running a thousand things in their mind. They'll be thinking about the future or thinking about the past, or maybe they're very depressed or sad or, you know, or just uh, lost. And in the process of getting on the table and me placing my hands on their body and allowing the Reiki to flow through my body because I've been attuned and I've been able to uh be opened up to receiving the reiki that way much like an empty vessel so if you could see it as like a water coming through a hose kind of mm-hmm. thing that that the reiki is the water and I'm the hose or mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, an empty glass and the light and the love is coming through me and just going into another person like if it was just like a tube right? if I was a tube when okay. I place my hands on someone the energy tends to come through my hands, but it can come through any orifice. So Reiki can shine through the eyes, it can come through the mouth, it will often run all the way up and down through the body. So when I'm putting my hands on someone, that energy will then start to move into areas and places within their body that needs healing, harmonizing, balancing. And it will happen of its own volition. Like the the reiki itself is intelligent. So, in a way, I don't even really need to know where the energy is going. The energy is always going to go to a place that needs balance, that needs restructuring, or coming back into a place of health. We are taught in the Gendai Reiki way that there's always an epicenter of vibrational impact in the body, if you like, or resonance in the body where something is wanting to be healed or something is out of balance. Mm-hmm. And that's called biosin. Yes. And then the hibiki is what comes, that's a vibration that comes from that biosin. And so what you're looking for when you're a practitioner is, you know, you sense into areas where there you can feel the vibration of that, of that hibiki Coming off of the epicenter of that place where there's an imbalance, and the reiki naturally will guide you to those areas. When you're an experienced practitioner, you don't actually even need to, you know, cognitively know about it. It's going to help you Mm -hmm. go to those places. And so, when someone's experiencing that on the table, like on the massage table, is how I usually work with people, they will get a tendency to start to feel more relaxed. They may have memories that come up or they may have emotions that come up that need to be expressed, that have been stuck Mm -hmm. or pushed down for a long time. They may have experiences of trauma from childhood that may come up or different kinds of experiences through relationships that they've had. And all of Mm -hmm. these things can be helped with the Reiki. And it doesn't have to be done in person. Um, as you become a more practiced Reiki practitioner, you can actually work with uh, Reiki long distance. And this is something that I've done for you and for uh, for other clients of yours, where mm. I'll do a Zoom call with someone and then they'll, I'll get them to lie down, you know, once we've talked about what it is that they're wanting to focus on. And I'll be able to work with the Reiki and the crystals over long distance, where they'll be able to receive that information, even though I'm not touching them. And that's something that's so incredible about the Reiki is that you don't need to be in physical presence with someone. And you can actually even send it to the future, or you can send it to the past. It can really help with letting go of old patterns, by sending it to your even your family lineage, for instance, because a lot of People that suffer from uh, deep health issues often have had, uh, you know, either severe abuse or great challenges in their in their lineage in their family line. So this energy can be sent to generations prior to the generation that that person is living in. So mm-hmm. it can be very very powerful. It can also be sent to past lives. Sometimes people come into this life where they they keep repeating the same pattern or they may have the same kind of experience in different kinds of relationships that they have or maybe work or yeah you know, it could be all sorts of things and sometimes they haven't been able to recognize or realize that that how they can change this pattern and so the reiki and the crystals can really help to navigate and pinpoint the exact moment when this was became a problem for them whether it was a past life or whether it was multiple past lives or whether it was you know an accident in this life or something like that Mm -hmm. or a trauma with parents navigating the energetics like this can be very powerful and potent much like if you think about a city that has a subway and the subway has a, a subway map so you look at the subway map to Go from one place in the city to another place in the city. And you may have to, you know, cross different lines, which are different colors with different, you know, places that you get off at to go and then jump on another line. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of like that. And that's, I actually call that mapping. And it's very useful for mapping emotions or mind constructs or patterns. And mm-hmm. they can help you kind of like, navigate back through the emotions to the original thoughts that you have had, or the original traumas or experiences that you've had, those can be healed with the Reiki, with the crystals, and also with things like cognitive behavioral tools, which I could go into a little bit as well if you wanted.
0: Yeah, Noah, thank you for sharing that beautiful, you know, like it's so much more than a modality, but that beautiful connection that, you've cultivated and I I've experienced, you know, Reiki in you know person with you and, and the flesh mm-hmm. and then also, you know, over Zoom and it's quite, mm-hmm. you know, very much same I I feel mm-hmm. energy very much, you know, and I love to think about, you know, you know, the physics around these things and the quantum mm-hmm. that we're all, you know, interconnected no matter what. And the the Reiki really yeah. helps us. Remind us that, which is really beautiful. So, Anna, tell me about so, you know, when we work together with the Reiki, we, we use crystals. And so often, <laughs> you know, crystals as, you know, beautiful objects to have in their home. Or, you know, maybe they'll even think, oh, maybe they make the energy good in the room. But how can we actually, like, you know, think of these as alive and, you know, supportive of our healing journey?
1: Yes, I'd love to share about that. Talking yeah. about crystals is one of my favorite things. Yeah. I I would say that if if you can get to a place like first of all, if any of your clients are or people that are listening just if they have a crystal in their house, like just go and get it and hold it whilst I'm, you know, whilst I'm talking about this, or come back to this a a second time afterwards. When when you think of a crystal and what it is in the third dimension, it seems very static. And usually they're heavy, Mm -hmm. because they're made of solid matter that tends to be heavy. And if you think about it, there's a lot of space in between molecules, you know, There's actually more space than there is matter. And Mm. so, the way that I look at crystals is they are very, 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 very slow moving matter Mm. in consciousness. Mm. And so, what they can actually really help us with is slowing down. And when we really slow down, the most our minds stop chattering they stop telling us a gazillion things a minute and we start to be able to be connected to something greater than ourselves and when we're quiet like that the crystals the energy that can come through the spaces in between the molecules in the in the slow moving matter of the crystals is incredible in amazing light frequencies that are connected to creation, just like the Reiki is just like that life force energy, that life force energy can come in through the spaces through the crystals. And if you think about it another way, you could, you could maybe visualize them as being bridges. So Mm -hmm. just like a bridge over a river takes you from one place to the other place whilst the river is flowing through underneath the bridge. It's kind of like that. Or you could also look at it as similar to what I was expressing about how I become a vessel for the Reiki to move through me, that that the crystals will do the same thing. And what's amazing about the crystals is they all come from the earth or well, m- Most of them do. Um, Some of them, like meteorites and stuff, that's that's a little bit different. But a lot of the crystals that we can purchase or dig up ourselves, they come from being a part of the Earth. And it is my estimation that Earth is a gateway. She is a gateway for connecting to other forms of consciousness that are not in the third dimension that are way beyond the third dimension that work through the quantum field and probably other fields as well. I don't know uh, about that. But what I have been able to discover by being with crystals in this way, is that information that can come through them is far surpasses anything that I could possibly come up with myself. Mm -hmm. And what's really amazing about being able to be connected with crystals is they will give you what you can't see yourself. So for Mm. instance, if there's something that I'm blindsided by, let's say for instance, I had a trauma when I was younger and I can't, I actually blocked it from my memory and I can't access it. Maybe in blocking it, I'm not able to connect very well with say, some sadness that i have around that and maybe it's connected to a parent that you know i'm i'm having trouble with or something like that if i choose a crystal and i and if especially if i'm able to kind of like get into a place of being present and just asking for help the crystal that i choose like say i have a variety of crystals and i and i get present with that particular that I'm blindsided by, the crystal Mm -hmm. that I choose Mm -hmm. is almost guaranteed to be the one that will be able to help me shift and release that trapped trauma or enable Mm -hmm. me to become less blind to it. And so what often Mm -hmm. will happen is emotions may come to the surface or a memory may come to the surface. You might even, even go back into an experience whilst holding the crystal or whilst it's lying on you, or maybe you have it under your pillow. If you're sleeping with it, it may come in the form of dreams, that kind of thing. You can carry them in your pocket. And things tend to happen subtly as shifts and changes. So you might not notice it right away. You might notice it Say a week after you've started working with the crystal, or maybe a month after you've worked with the crystal, or maybe you picked up the crystal, had an experience with it, and then forgot about it, went about your day and your week and even your month, and then later on you're like, Oh yeah, I remember mm-hmm. when I picked up that crystal, everything changed after that, mm-hmm. but you may not you know notice it at first, yeah, and that's because it's subtle, like these energies, they're etheric. So they're not in the physical uh, dimension. They're in all sorts of other different types of dimensions that we can have access to. But unless we're quiet, or we learn how to be in touch with ourselves and that life force energy, that Reiki or that Chi, and learn how to tap into the subtleties of these energies these informations that want to speak with us it, unless we can do that then we're just kind of blind to them but the crystals can really yeah. help you to actually learn how to do that and you know so often people will come to me and they'll be like oh I don't even really feel re- I don't feel crystals like I've never been able to feel crystals I had one person in particular that was very adamant that she was never going to be able to feel anything with a crystal And so Mm -hmm. she didn't, you know, until she was ready. And then all of a sudden, I actually had been doing a combo session with her and she had had been having a really hard time. And I I did some reiki for her and I asked her to hold, you know, a couple of crystals. And she was like, Oh wow, I really I really felt it. I really felt I felt Mm. the energy. I felt the crystal helping me, you know. And so Sometimes it takes us to, to have an experience with another person like that before we're able to experience it ourselves, but not always, you know, it just takes being quiet. And And the, the other thing that I want to mention about crystals is every single crystal has different properties. So like, for instance, you know, like turquoise has completely different kinds of properties for healing than fluorite or malachite or apophyllite they all have different ways to help us some of them are more physical some of them are more emotional some are Mm. more mental some are more spiritual they usually each crystal usually has something that it can help with with all of those but they'll be different and so it's kind of like you can create your own science project by having Connection with different crystals and just trying it out, like being experimental. As long as you're working with them in a way where you have a clear intention, then usually the the healing happens of its own volition. Yeah. No,
0: and I loved how you mentioned like she didn't experience it until she was ready, and you know when we think about, you know, quantum. Yeah. There's the observer effect, and you know, the more that you mm-hmm. see life as this interconnected, you know, very beautiful, magical place, the full of support. And yes, there's, you know, of course, suffering, but there's so much beauty and and life as mm-hmm. well, you know. And we choose what we want to tune into, or you know, how to you know move through our you know traumas or our suffering, you know, with these yeah. um, these resources, you know. And so. No, I love that. And I've always have loved crystals and I've always loved to, I think they're beautiful. I love them in my, you know, life, in my, you know, rooms. And, you know, you're really the first person who was like, let's just put them on you and let's see how, you know, they work. And, you know, I really do feel them working with me and, you know, shifting, you know, energy. And, you know, my daughter, you know, you've gotten to meet her many times because always, you know somehow finds her way when you know we're working together up into my guest room where we often do the work and you know she she has this idea already about you know when I've been sick or whatever she comes and she gives me a crystal you know like so she was of course like of course it's part of the healing equation you know how could (laughs) it be different you know so Mm -hmm. I hope she carries that through her life and I know she I know she will so Anna, you you've shared you know so much, and I, I I wanted people to see how you know how many modalities and ways that you work with people because you know when people are stuck or they're going through their trauma, you know it's it's often not just one session of you know a healing session that moves people. It's a it's an unwinding and it's a new journey mm-hmm. and it's you know, multifaceted and there's different tools. Just like I need different tools you know, in my work at different times mm-hmm. to support people who have this huge, beautiful toolkit that you've shared with us. And, you know, you've gotten to work with some of my, you know, patients and, you know, you've had really beautiful insights. And, you know, as we wrap up our conversation, I, I would love you to just give some people, you know, when when they're on this, you know, chronic illness journey, it can be really mm. a marathon, not a sprint. And some days you feel like, yeah. okay, you got and you can take life, and you you know you you can get through this, and sometimes you just feel like, can I really go on and so I would love for you to just share maybe some words of wisdom or insight that you wanna share with these folks to give them some hope through their own journey.
1: yeah, thank you. I would say, through my own healing journey, which has been vast and extensive as well i I have to say that one of the things that has carried through as key to being able to shift my own perspective and my own connection to life is love and mm. that might sound you know kind of very simplistic and at the same time it, it there are there are levels of complexity to it and it is simple And I would say that having compassion for yourself is one of the biggest things that you can do on a journey where you're suffering greatly. And one of the things that I was able to do a couple of years ago, I got very, very sick and I almost died. And I really didn't want to carry on. And I was able to come across some incredible music that was sung by a woman called Lisa Teal and it is called Goddess of Mercy, Mother of Compassion, Goddess of Mercy. And it's for deity Kuan Yin. And so sometimes when we're suffering greatly ourselves, we do need an outside source of love and compassion and and acceptance, and being able to come to a place of trust. Uh, because when we're battling something that just seems insurmountable, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust that there's a reason for what we're experiencing. It's hard to trust that there's going to be an answer found when we go to doctors and they don't have any answers. I think, you know, magical and mystical things can happen when we let them. And they are just as much a part of healing as any kind of medicine that you can give yourself. And nurturing yourself and taking care of yourself in a compassionate way and being able to uh, really unwind uh, what's happened to you as a person through your experience. In this life, and other lives can help too, like you know being able to have acceptance for how you've been treated uh whether that may have been in horrific ways or not, being able to come to a place of being that neutral witness where you are able to accept what has happened to you from another person, like for instance, with things like abuse or m- mistreatment or disrespect, or dishonor as a human being, that when you can come to a place of acceptance that this actually happened to you, and be able to somehow find love Mm -hmm. for all, so all the aspects of it, whether that be yourself, the person who's been a perpetrator, or an abuser, or a manipulative influence in your life and all of the aspects that have led to that actually happening. So for instance, how that person actually came to the place of being able to be that perpetrator or that person who was manipulative and horrible, the only reason that they were able to do that was because they were taught it by somebody else. And so when we can actually show up and be Able to take responsibility for our part in our choices, in our aspect of that mathematical equation of us and the other person or the family or whatever the experience is. And be able to start looking at how we can change ourselves and our behavior and change our patterns or our habits or what we were taught so that we can learn how to be different that that actually can play a big part in healing the physical body and the emotional body and the mental body and the spiritual body and i don't for one minute you know want to take anything away from someone's experience you know of of difficulty or challenge i i know that at times it can feel like we're alone But we are never alone. We are part of something much greater than ourselves. And when we can tap into that, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And that is really, truly what I believe. So, if Mm -hmm. I can pass that on to anyone that's listening, that is what I would like to say is that anything is possible. And also that there's other things apart from us being here in this life now. That we're a part of a continuum. We, we, you know, to that's not to say that we're not important and that our lives don't mean anything. At, at the same time, if we're able to see something greater than ourselves, that can help put perspective on the challenges that we have in our own personal lives and help to start to bring us to a place where we can calmly do what we can in each moment to be able to exist and live in harmony with everything
0: oh Anna, that is so profound and i i i'm in agreement with you on so many levels and i know you're sharing your heart from a very deep well of wisdom and experience and you know i i do these podcasts and share this insight so you know if you're you know, if you're still searching and still trying to figure it out that you, you, I hope feel that, you know, what we've shared is possible for your own life, you know, too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so Anna, where can people find you? And again, I, I work with Anna on a regular basis. She's really helped me alchemize and transmute and continue to shift things that have been you know, my journey, and I don't know where I'd be without her. So I'm really grateful (laughs) for knowing you and for your spirit and your, just your, your love. And so where, where can people find out how to work with you or just any other information? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I keep it pretty simple at the moment, (laughs) just because I find that it's the easiest way for myself to stay present. I do have a website. And my website is com, which is A-N-N-A-F-O-R-N-A-C-H-O-N.com. And at my website, there's a way to have a chat with me and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. You can also book sessions with me on my site. I do have a Facebook page and I do have an Instagram page, which will be developed more in time at the moment though i i like to keep it pretty simple and i do look forward to being able to share more with people in the sense of like recordings i'm i'm planning on putting not just recording spoken word but also i partake in a lot of song and and music experiences and so i like to help my clients with healing songs that can help move and shift things for them dramatically, like mantras and stuff like that. So I'm planning on being able to help people that way through the website and then beyond beyond there too. And people who want to learn with me and get attuned into the Gendai Reiki lineage, there's also the ability to do that with me at weekend workshops. I At the moment, I have them at my house, but I'm also willing to travel to be able to to do this for people if there's enough people that I can do it all at once and yeah and I I think just being able to be in touch that way and anyone can feel free to reach out to me I'd be happy to happy to help or happy to communicate thank you
0: thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you so much I so appreciate knowing
1: Thank you, Anna. Oh, I really, really love knowing you. I just, I can't say enough how much it's really touched my heart to, to work with you, especially over a, a long period of time, you know, and just really appreciate this opportunity to speak with you. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for
0: listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Anna Fornishan. And please check out all the ways to connect with her. If you feel called and resonate with her message, I really hope you seek out her guidance and her wisdom through a healing session. All right. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, everyone.